Welcome to Future Creators. I'm Robert Brothay. And I'm Francis McInerney. Future Creators, that's future-creators.com, is a self-directed, self-paced program for C-level executives who want to scale their companies profitably in our Zettabyte era. Francis is Managing Director of Future Creators, and today we're going to let you know if Japan can break out of its ERP prison. Welcome, Francis. Hey, Robert. Great to see you. You know, it's an interesting story. It turns out that I am the only person, the only person on the planet, don't ask how this happened, who has advised Japanese CEOs, who's not Japanese, and has done it for 30 years. So here I am. I'm the one guy outside Japan who's been working at the sea level for decades, and I've seen their operations intimately, and I've seen them globally. And the one thing that comes back time and time again is that they have uniformly fractured ERP systems. So they'll have all kinds of bits and pieces of ERP, sometimes no ERP, no IT at all. A lot of stuff is just 60 to 70-year-old processes that have been translated into Excel. And they try to move these incompatible Excel spreadsheets around the way we might have done in the mid to late 80s. And... Uh, they expect to run a company on this basis. And whenever you point out to them that, you know, uh, this is a mess, you can't even communicate inside this jungle. In customer information can't move easily or effectively. You can't connect your R&D labs to your customers or your, your operations, your factories, nothing. They respond, well, the problem is that ERP costs money and it's an expense and it's got to be controlled. Now, what we know at Future Creators, by contrast, is that one of the core points of ERP is that it identifies cash weight states, like days of sales and inventories, which we measure assiduously, as you know, days of sales and receivables, which we also measure. And we put those together to show how fast information moves through your company. Well, what's happening in Japan is that they are insisting that this information move as slowly as possible and they use systems that are uh, procedures, I should say, that are at least 60 years old. I mean, I'm 67, and these things are older than me, I can tell you. And you don't see anything new or modern. You see people sitting at desks all over the place. Yeah, they've got PCs, but the PCs aren't doing anything that you or I would do with a PC. It's fascinating to watch. So uh, you mentioned prior to our call today that uh, Japanese companies really don't see services as a revenue model. They see it more as a, a cost center that needs to be controlled. Why is that? Well, it's a linguistic problem. It's fascinating. The Japanese language does not have words for much, I'd say, most of the functions of modern business. If you were, for example, to uh, describe Apple as we've done in our Future Creators seminars, and describe how Apple operates. It's pretty straightforward. It's not that complicated, and that's why Apple's been able to scale as well as it has. There are no words in Japanese for any of those processes. So in Japanese, you can't describe, discuss, or in any way touch those things. So it turns out that I went to my many Japanese clients, oh, 30 years or so ago, and I put up a chart showing that on an X and Y axis, that you had products on one axis and service on the other, and that in the future, all revenues, all sales would be a hybrid, part service, part product. And unfortunately, the word for service in Japan means free. 
So they could only see one of these axes. The other one didn't make any sense to them. They understand service in terms of selling extra parts, replacement parts for a product. But if you picked up an iPhone and said, okay, the entire app interface on this iPhone, which is completely monetizable, as we all know, is a service, that's not possible. The only possible thing that you can do if you're a Japanese company is make the iPhone. And they have a word for it, mono, thing, zukuri, make, mono zukuri. And if it's not mono zukuri, it isn't. So recently, I had some lights go off in my little brain after 30 years of uh, helping these companies around the world and helping Japanese companies and trying to sort this stuff through. I asked a Japanese colleague, what is the word for information? And the word is joho. I said, okay, let's take mono out of here and let's say joho zukuri. We're going to make and sell information. Amazingly, the lights went on. And suddenly people began to realize, oh, that's what's been happening in the West for the last 30 to 40 years. Panasonic uh, is, is really big into hardware. Uh, you know, they do have IT, but they don't really use it to connect these services uh, you know, with energy. And uh, they really only use their ERP for unit sales only. So talk a little bit about, you know, really where Panasonic uh, could pivot. This is one of the great stories ever told. Panasonic spent billions developing alternate energy products. They became the world leader in solar panel efficiency, for example, lithium-ion batteries. Uh, as most people know, they're making them for Tesla. Uh, they became a super, super leader in uh, energy-efficient homes, energy-efficient factories, all kinds of things like this, and produced a remarkable line of the most extraordinary products to make energy work efficiently. I've seen entire restaurants inside Panasonic where everything from the microwave ovens uh, to the counters and the, the, the chafing dishes and so on were all connected to uh, uh, lithium-ion battery storage systems and solar panels and so on. Great stuff. Love it. But here's the problem. Panasonic's ERP was seriously primitive. And it turns out that the ERP only allows you to sell units. So you can sell one solar panel, a thousand solar panels, one lithium-ion battery, a thousand. But when I proposed that the real money would be in a cloud service that would offer customers real-time, all-day energy arbitrage where you bought and sold energy to and from the grid, depending on your solar panels, your battery storage, and grid pricing, they could not do it. And I had proposed to them a system that would have revolutionized one of the world's largest industries, telecommunications, from head to toe, and turned the entire telecommunications network into an energy generator, something unprecedented in the planet. And so having proposed this, they had to turn it down because they were unable to take all those billions that they had spent in R&D and turn it into hundreds of billions in revenue over the next several decades. Why? The ERP wouldn't take it, and management refused to change the ERP to accommodate this growth. Why? Because ERP is an expense, and it must not be increased. Do you see a market opportunity for uh, an organization like an SAP, for example, in Japan, or do you see if if these companies are to integrate uh, in ERP, that they're going to do something like that in-house? 
You know, this is a great one because I've had a lot to do with uh, ER, uh, ERP, especially SAP, in recent years. And what I find fascinating is the Japanese companies will use bits and pieces of SAP around the world and not integrate it. So they'll use a bit of uh, SAP for some accounting in country A. They'll use a completely different version, uh, so it's not single instance, in, in function D in country C. And then they will throw in some Oracle, some J.D. Edwards around the place here and there, and of course they're not compatible. Then they'll leave enormous blank spots. Now, what I liken it to is you trying to send a beam of light through a series of holes in a board. And so wherever the holes are, the light gets through. And then if you have another board with another series of holes and they're mismatched with where those beams are coming through, the light does not go through at all. And so if you imagine these boards are all information points going through between you and your customer, and the ERP is the different boards, shapes, and light positions, you end up with almost no light getting through at the end of the process, and so no information going from one end to the other, and therefore there's nothing to come back. So if you're sitting at the end of this process, you're not getting any light from the market, so you end up guessing and trying to send back into the market what's pure guesswork simply because of ERP dysfunction. Now, the idea that you would go single instance SAP, for an example, the way Apple did, uh, I think it's over 10 years ago now, so that every time you go into a store and uh, the, the, uh, the Apple person supporting you uh, swipes your credit card on their phone and asks you if you would like your receipt uh, by email or printed now, the idea that that simple swipe on SAP is lighting up an entire global supply chain instantly to replace that product uh, in that store is unthinkable in Japan. It's just, just a stupid idea. No one would ever do that. No one ever has. Well, of course, Apple did a long time ago, and the, the results are there. So the problem you have is that folks simply will not do what SAP offers them. The result is that SAP and Oracle struggle in Japan. I mean, they have some sales, they sell some stuff, but it's all bits and pieces. And uh, there is no global coordination. And in part, there's no global coordination because the Japanese company organizations are not designed. Uh, I tell everyone the information flow tells you how to design your organization. You do not tell the information flow. And folks don't seem to understand that. They just don't get it. In Japan, it's you impose a structure on the world, and the world's meant to follow. Well, guess what? Uh, not quite. What lessons do you think uh, companies from Japan can learn from fu future creators to prevent them from uh, falling deeper into this ERP mess? Well, the one thing that Japanese companies respond to is numbers. Um, back in, the, I think it was the 1960s, they responded to quality data in a very big way and... Uh, imposed all kinds of precise quality measures on their operations. Now, I always show them specific sets of data with respect to working capital. Days of sales uh, in inventory, days of sales in receivables, and then I look at their days of sales in payables and say, look, you, you know, you're forcing your suppliers to bank you, which they think is a good thing. And I say, no, it's a bad thing. Banks are banks, suppliers are suppliers. And if you look at smart companies like Walmart, they keep their suppliers close by keeping their days of sales in payables low. So the supply chain is strong. 
Uh, and so I work basically on those numbers and say, look, who's going to win? A company with 10 days in inventory or a company with 50 to 60? And they understand that. But I can tell you the problem is getting them to make decisions based on the numbers. They have one hell of a hard time getting around the fact that they are not designed as organizations to make simple and clear decisions based on the numbers that are in their interest. So that's the big problem right there. Even when you talk to them the numbers, they have a very hard time getting the lesson from the number and uh, applying it to the, what they do. And that's why so many great Japanese brands have been wiped from the world market. You know, where, where did you last see a Panasonic TV, a Sony TV? These brands are all gone. Hitachi, good night. You've seen it all since 1976, the good, the bad, and the real ugly. Uh, please visit us at future-creators.com. Make sure that you determine outcomes and don't get run over by them. Thanks, Francis. Hey, thanks, Robert. Talk to you soon. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.